next on the 5 o'clock report. There is a high risk of flooding. I was expecting maybe like a few inches, but this was a lot. That's a truth problem. The battle begins in Iowa. Trump is in dominant position in Iowa. A boy and his mother were sitting in that row. And his shirt was sucked off and went out of the plane. Hear those holiday decorations outside, deflate them. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. 48 hours since the last storm, and now it's time for the next one. In New York and Pennsylvania, Kevin Williams calling for 60-mile-an-hour wind gusts, power outages, and flooding starting tomorrow morning. Governor Hochul put out an alert this afternoon. Very, very heavy rain, and if that's on top of snow or melting snow, uh, there is a high risk of flooding in key parts of New York. High wind warnings kick in at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Let's back up and look at Saturday's storm. Everybody loves a good snow total, and the numbers have been tabulated. Family Life's Greg Gillespie breaks it down. Tallies are in from the National Weather Service. In New York, Groton logged 6.2 inches, 8 in Cuyahoga and Marcellus, 9 in Senate, 8 in Branchport. But Pennsylvania gets the trophy from the weekend. Jim Thorpe logging in at 11 inches, Stroudsburg 12. People living there say they never knew if a storm would drop an inch or a foot. I was expecting maybe like a few inches, but this was a lot. This is my son Arthur, and this is his first time ever seeing snow since it didn't snow last year. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. Out of the ICU, but still in the hospital. That's the word on Lloyd Austin this afternoon. The country went without Austin, the head of the Department of Defense, for a couple of days this past week. It's his job to run all four branches of the U.S. military and tell the president what's going on. He was in the hospital after a complication from surgery and never told anyone, even Joe Biden. I'm sorry, when you're Secretary of Defense, you can't, you can't hide behind health care privacy. Still no word on what's going on, but his second in command has taken over. Commenter Guy Benson agrees the defense secretary's health can't be kept out of the public eye. That is a public matter, especially if you're hiding it from your own superiors. A lot of the people beneath you in the chain of command, the commander in chief, the entire legislative branch, everyone was kept out of this. Benson says government officials who made statements showed poor judgment. They said some things that were Either very misleading, like, oh, he's in the D.C. area, technically true, not the whole story, or directly misleading, like, oh, he's working from home. That's a truth problem. The president didn't know Austin was hospitalized for two days. Biden issued a statement this afternoon praising Austin. The president made a campaign stop at a church in Charleston, South Carolina today, and he had to stop speaking several times because of protesters in the war in Gaza. shouting cease fire now back in Washington. A House committee drafted a resolution to hold his son Hunter in contempt of Congress for snubbing a subpoena. In 2022, there were people found in contempt of Congress for snubbing that House January 6th Select Committee. Two of them, Peter Navarro and Steve Bannon, Trump allies, were prosecuted by the Department of Justice for that. The first votes will be cast in the 2024 presidential election in Iowa next week. Former President Donald Trump remains in the driver's seat in the GOP. The battle begins in Iowa on January 15th, and Joe Biden's banana republic ends on November 5th, 2024. Real Clear Politics has Trump with a more than 30-point lead over the crop of Republican presidential contenders. Here's political analyst Josh Kraushar. 
Trump is in dominant position in Iowa. The news out of Iowa is not going to be a close race. And Democratic strategist John Delaney. President Trump turns out two types of voters. He turns out Republican primary voters who are particularly loyal to him. And he turns out Democrats. The Iowa caucuses a week away. The NTSB is planning an emergency meeting tomorrow to look closely at the investigation of how a door ripped off a packed Boeing 737 MAX plane. This past weekend, it sucked cell phones and clothing right through the wall. Boy and his mother were sitting in that row. And his shirt was sucked off him and out of the plane. It happened at 16,000 feet. Miraculously, not a single person hurt. It was a very violent, explosive event. The refrigerator-sized door found in a teacher's yard in Oregon and an Apple iPhone from that plane also found on a highway in perfect working order. The NTSB says there was a light that flashed before the door flew off. That alert that illuminated those three times certainly is very disconcerting to our investigators and we want to look at that, but it may have absolutely nothing to do with what occurred in the cabin of the aircraft. Alaska Airlines scrapped 140 flights today. And a college football champion will be crowned tonight. Reporter Erica Herkowitz has more. It's a battle of the best. J.J. McCarthy and the Michigan Wolverines take on Michael Penix and the Washington Huskies in college football's national championship game in Houston tonight. The Washington Huskies haven't won it all since 1991. The Michigan Wolverines are gunning for their first national title since 1997. Still to come in the 5 o'clock report, wild wind on the way. New York State of the State and the upstate New York family that just won on America's Funniest Home Videos. All of that after weather with Kevin Williams. We've got a storm system that will be tracking through the lower Great Lakes over the next 24 hours, bringing our region considerable heavy precipitation, mostly rain, and strong wind gust concerns as well. In the wake of that system, there'll be a little clearing before the next storm system targets us on Saturday. Another one comes early next week. In between, there could be some hefty lake snows. A very busy pattern for sure. Overnight, mostly cloudy. Cloudy on Tuesday. Snow, sleet, and rain will overspread the region. And there'll be some accumulations over the high ground of the central and western Twin Tiers before changing to plain rain. Flooding concerns will increase, especially on the I-81 corridor Tuesday night. Thank you, Kevin. Check in the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. The cleanup continues from the nasty nor'easter that dumped more than a foot of snow on parts of the listening area. Rain and wind on the docket for Tuesday. 60 mile an hour gusts for some of us, and they're calling for 70 miles an hour. A gusting on Lake Erie and Ontario shoreline, so says meteorologist Mike Doyle with WIVB in Buffalo. Do those holiday decorations outside, either deflate them or maybe time to bring them inside because again for our tuesday that's when we are going to see winds gusts around 65 to around 70 miles per hour we will see some tree damage power lines will be down high wind warnings begin at 10 a.m governor hochel delivers her third state of the state address tomorrow in albany the 1 p.m speech will outline her legislative priorities for 2024 republican state senator jake ashby says the governor needs to focus on affordability issues whether it's housing whether it's property taxes new york York has become an unattainable place for working families to really prosper as they did, you know, not even a decade ago. And we need to look at that in a holistic way 
in the legislature, not a one-party way. New York led the nation last year in out-migration. The Empire State could lose up to two more seats in Congress in the next decade if the population trend continues. The New York State Senate Health Committee is considering legislation today that provides abortions free of charge to out-of-staters. Pro-lifers argue the bill treats abortion as if it's health care and pregnancy like it's a disease. The state already funds abortions through Medicaid. The Biden administration has ordered the removal of a statue of William Penn from a historic park in Philadelphia. The move is meant to showcase more Native American contributions. Instead, William Penn founded Pennsylvania in 1681 and was notorious for his amicable relations with Indian tribes. The 108th annual Pennsylvania Farm Show continues this week at the Farm Show Complex in Harrisburg. It is the largest indoor agriculture expo anywhere in America. Over the weekend, students from the Milton Hershey School District took part in a cattle management competition. Combining classroom and hands-on really gives what uh, any person in the real world having any job would have. The first calf was born during Saturday's snowstorm at the farm show. They named her Snowflake. And an upstate New York family just won six grand after taking second place on America's Funniest Home Video Sunday night. Did you think, like, this is going to make it? No. No? Did you? No, it was funny, but I didn't expect it to go as far as it did. The video features little Ethan of Rochester and his father. Ethan thought he was trapped on an elevator, but the doors were actually wide open behind him. His video is picked second out of thousands nationwide. Today's news feature on Family Life is Missions Pulse. We give you insights on a global ministry which addresses how the gospel can be heard by people who can't hear. Let's listen in. Door primarily focuses on deaf people as an unreached people group. What what uh, many people don't realize is that there are 70 million deaf people worldwide, and very, very few of them, even here in the U.S., have access to the gospel and know Christ. Some of the estimates are that less than 2% of deaf people are believers. If we were to imagine that we became deaf right now and that we didn't have access to sound information, then we would shift to written information. We would get all of our information from reading. But that's not true for deaf people. Deaf people grow up, and in many cases, deaf children with hearing parents, most of those hearing parents never learn to communicate with their deaf children. They never learn sign language, and the deaf children don't have the ability to hear spoken language and then repeat it. That means our our assumption that, well, deaf people can have full access to written language, so in order to get them the gospel, we just need to get them written information. You actually have to shift your focus entirely. It's the only disability that when children are born that way, they're cut off from the language of their family and they suddenly become part of a new language group, a language group that's using sign language. It's a different vantage point to say that this is like reaching out across cultures to do that, but that really is what's happening. To add a little bit more picture, if you may ask, for example, well, do deaf people have access to the Bible in sign language? And there are about 375 sign languages around the world, and only 25% of those sign languages right now have any scripture work that has been done. So in other words, 75% of sign languages still don't have a single verse translated. 
That's President Rob Myers of Door International, a mission outreach to the worldwide deaf community. You can find Greg's full conversation on our latest Missions Pulse feature on the news podcast page at FamilyLife.org. It's time next for tonight's Market Report brought to you by Faithward Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks are up today, but markets had a rough start to the new year with the major indices breaking their nine-week win streak, which saw the Dow fall 1.5%, the S&P 500 drop 0.6%, and the Nasdaq falling off 3.25%. Coming up this week, it's economic data, including consumer price index and producer price index reports that will help shape the Federal Reserve's interest rate decision. Also, earnings season starts back up on Friday with J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, Bank of America, Wells Fargo and Delta Airlines expected to release their earnings. Boeing shares falling nearly 9% in morning trading today after the FAA halted 171 Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircrafts for safety reasons. That also affecting United Airlines and Alaska Airlines as they are the largest operators of that plane. The House and Senate coming to an agreement on Sunday to have federal funding for the rest of the 2024 fiscal year. Expected to expire on January 19th, lawmakers are working to create a $1.59 trillion deal that includes $886 billion in military spending and $704 billion on non-defense spending. S&P 500 sector gains coming from IT and consumer discretionary losses from energy. Crude oil closing below $72 a barrel. Today, the Dow rose 216 points. The Nasdaq gained 319. And the S&P 500 was up 66. Faithward Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at faithwardadvisors.com. Inflation continues to eat away at the family budget, so what can you do about it? Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Faith and Finance Minute. Some folks are definitely using a proactive approach to fighting inflation, like taking a break from buying anything that isn't absolutely critical, like food, shelter, and transportation. Others are taking on do-it-yourself projects, like changing the oil in the car, unclogging the garbage disposal, or snaking out a plug drain. These days, you can find YouTube videos to fix just about anything, and that can save you cash that you can apply elsewhere in your budget. You can also have a family meeting and ask for suggestions on where you can make other cuts. Learning to be a bit more frugal will help you fight inflation so you have money for things you truly need. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free FaithFi app. You'll find it on our website at faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, the art of shoveling a driveway from a pro and a newbie in Pennsylvania. But first, one last look at weather with Kevin Williams. The weekend storm is gone, but another storm is on the way. This one will be more wet than white and it will include high winds. For the night tonight, though, fairly quiet, fairly cloudy, low temps 20s. Cloudy tomorrow, snow, sleet and rain will spread across the area, becoming all rain and continue into the night, producing flooding concerns, especially on the Interstate 81 corridor. Strong winds will emerge and could gust past 65 miles an hour near Lake Erie and elevated areas in the western Twin Tiers. Temperatures climb into the 30s on Tuesday into the 40s Tuesday night, then drop back into the 30s on Wednesday with leftover rain showers changing to flurries and localized lake effect snow. Finally at 5, how to shovel your driveway 101. I work at the hospital, so I have to go to work. 
Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, still digging out from that foot of snow on Saturday. And apparently there's an art to snow removal. Christopher Lopez just moved to Pennsylvania from New Jersey. He dug his whole driveway out by hand. Did about an hour and I hit it about two times um, last night to try to put salt down and, uh, and melt some of the snow that was coming down. But some of the more experienced Pennsylvanians opted for a snowblower or teenagers. My little battery-powered snowblower is no match for this, so I kind of have to shovel, get the snow down a little bit, and then I can snowblow it. The next system on deck tomorrow with those high wind warnings kicking in at 10 a.m. and then a third storm behind it for the weekend. And that is the world that we live in for Monday, the 8th of January. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.